with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. I'm Jonah Heim, and you're listening to Section 336. Section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we will get into all the latest Orioles-related hot stove rumors we will react, and by react, I mean whine and moan and cry about the Red Sox winning the offseason. And we, and for this week's One Call Away, we will have returning guest and our favorite professional baseball player, Alex Murphy, on the show. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk and Baltimore's fifth best sports talk or fifth best podcast in Baltimore. I am your Indian Sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Danny Burt Rody. What up, 336ers? How's it going? And the button lover, Josh I think Soroka. It was the fifth best use of audio, I oh, think. Oh, use of audio. Right, that, use yeah, of audio. Yeah, it wasn't so, limited to podcasts. No, I think and we got beaten by, right, we got beaten by non-podcast yeah. audio things, I think. We have all the latest hot stove rumors, just like two minutes ago, tweeted out by John Heyman. Like, I'm all over this. Batista. Yeah, did you see this? Did you tweet out? Yeah, I got a big tweet board right above your head. Uh, the Orioles prefer to keep draft, too, but to explain why Batista doesn't fit, they told J.P. Camp, 
O's fans just don't like him. Oh yeah, it's because now that they right, care right, about right. the fans, right? It's, it's not, not the, fact the money. That he, it's not the fact that he's old and he's hurt, or and that he's going to cost millions of dollars, and that O'Day doesn't like him. Yeah, is that what we're going to say when we don't resign Manny Machado? Well, those fans really just you know. I, I heard we were in on Chris Sales, but we just don't like him as fans. Yeah, that must be it because he always gets us out. <laughs> All right, let's start with some of the hot stove well, talk. That's the I big mean, news. Let's react to the the uh, Red Sox just won the World Series. Or at much. least the they just won the right to play the Cubs in the World Series they, next year. They yes. at, at worst case, they won the fan projections that we now, as soon as they start coming out with win totals and everything, they'll have the Red Sox win in 200 games. Well, their starting rotation is wasn't a joke before. Now it's even better than it was with Chris Sale. All right. Yeah, yeah, and like three, three are two of them are stud lefties. Him and David Price, Rodriguez, an up and coming stud lefty. Yeah, and Rick Porcello was ar- ar- arguably their best pitcher this year. Yeah, so like Sale, they were telling us <laughs> Sale could slot in as their third best starter. Right, and he would. Yeah, and he he is you know one of the best starters in the major. They they, they have all uh, the best pitchers. And Roger Rodriguez, that young and up and guy, he's going to be like their sixth or seventh guy. Yeah, um, they have depth. Uh yeah, they're 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 ridiculous. Their rotation is gonna be insane between Pomerantz and Wright and Porcello and then David Price and Chris Sale. Yeah. It's gonna be they got a whole lot better. They already had a really good baseball team. Sure. Talented, I mean, young, young athletic. Mookie Betts, uh, yep. uh Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, they, Alexander Bogarts. Yep. They signed a one year deal today also with Mitch Moreland, the first baseman. Oh yeah. That guy hit uh three home runs against the Orioles in a single game. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, it's it's ugly, right? And I tell you what, this goes back this goes back to the discussion Josh and I had last week about the international draft. And there's a lot of people who were saying about the international draft and the CBA put a cap on international signings. And that's what this deal is about, by the way. Um, but they put a cap, the new CBA put a cap on international, how much you can pay internationally for these young players. Right, but doesn't that start next year? Right, that's what I'm saying. And it starts next year. But what it means is you can spend more money now because you're not going to spend all that money on the international draft. You're going to save money now on all those international guys. Well, what, what, what I'm trying to say is the, the main guy in the deal going from Boston to the White Sox was a guy named Mancada. Yeah. And Mancada was a minor league player who they signed, what did we talk like $60 million or something? Uh, how much he, 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 he cost for the Boston to acquire him? Something like $60 million. And to be a minor leaguer. Right. And so what you had the Dodge and the Red Sox doing is going in, in going to, for international guys outside of the draft, outside of uh, trades, and they were boosting their farm system by signing these 18, 19-year-old kids to these ridiculous contracts. And they could do it because they had a ton of extra money to spend, and other teams obviously does not have that kind of extra money to spend. And so the Mankata deal was only able to happen this deal for sale doesn't happen if they're not able to spend. Like if the CBA was put in place two years ago and they were unable to sign Mankata, the deal with sale doesn't happen. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, this is the owners, you know, are being greedy and not letting people sign. It's un-American. No, no, it's, it's fair baseball. You can't let these big market teams crush everybody else. It's one thing if the Yankees can sign a, a Bryce Harper and Manny Machado in two years. It's another thing. If they can all of a sudden start signing eighteen-year-old guys to fill up their minor league system, that that other teams can't, like let them do it how everybody else does does it. Let's do a somewhat of a fair even playing field here. So thankfully that'll be corrected. 
But that's why they were able to get this deal done because Mankata was signed as an international free agent, thrown in the Marlins system, and he was one of the main guys sent over to to the White Sox as part of this deal. And by the way, the White Sox did not get fleeced in this at all. They right. got four no, really the, good prospects. No, both of those teams got set up well. Yeah, it was a good deal for both. But unfortunately, it's going to be a good deal for the White Sox in three years maybe, and it's going to suck for us next year. And we're running <laughs> out of freaking time, people. Yeah. We're running out of time. Well, and isn't that – I mean, that, and that's the thing. That's what's – we're now, what, two days through the winter meetings? If, if, as, even though things kind of started up on the weekend, which was different. But we're two official days through winter meetings, and the Orioles – are doing a lot of talking, maybe, or people are talking about the Orioles. But if you're, we talked a few weeks ago about Machado and how we're running out of time and the window is closing. And no matter how much you need to extend that window, you really need to go for it now. Yeah. And and if the Orioles do nothing, and Chris Sale comes to the, your division, then you're even worse. Yeah, you're playing for wild card. We're playing for a wild card now, and the. And the the back to the Manny Machado thing. There was a Dan, Dan Duquette said they weren't negotiating for an extension with Manny Machado. They they were not in talks. Manny Machado and the Orioles are not in talks at this point. And at first, I put like a reply to that tweet. By the way, after the sale deal happened for Chris Sale, I went on a Donald Trump like Twitter <laughs> rant. Okay. I sent out like twenty tweets. Yeah, most of them irrational. Sure. Um, my only regret is I didn't end each tweet with sad. <laughs> sad deplorable <laughs> um but it, but 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 anyway with the minute with the Manny Machado thing I put like a curious face emoji or the thinking emoji whatever that guy is uh the thinking emoji when I saw he wasn't in in uh in extension talks but then I got to thinking about it and this makes perfect sense why would he be in extension talks like why would he extend now because, because it makes zero sense right. because the other side of that coin besides all the amount of money right now all Right now, the Orioles should be pushing for extension talks, not Manny. But why? Well, yeah, why would Manny even talk to him? Uh, what's What's an advantage for Manny to talk to him now? Uh, comfort foundation. No. He's already making a ton of money this year. It's not like it's when you get above. Like right. I don't know how to make eleven million. When when you get at his amount of millions, it's not like no. you can't. No, it's way. Oh, more. I can't buy a car for my mom. No, it's not at that level. No, it's way more on the Orioles to talk now. But there, again. If if the Orioles call Manny, Manny has no reason to right. pick up the phone. And it, zero reason, because every year players make more money, and you go to the free agent market. That's when I tell you what. Who yeah, but you know it. what he wants to do? He wants to make that more money now. Why? When he waits, if he waits two years, he'll, he'll make a billion. Have you ever heard of someone being patient? I tell you what. When, get, when a bunch of money is being thrown their I'll, way, I'll give yeah, sure. Besides Joe Flacco, I, I, uh, I'll tell you who. Anybody who has Scott Boris as their agent. But sure, I'll but tell you, I'll tell you, have Scott I'll tell you two guys who are stupid economically, Evan Longoria and Mike Trout. And everybody likes to cite, well, the Orioles should do what, they, what the Rays did with Evan Longoria and what the, what the um, Angels did with Mike Trout. Right. Signed yeah. to extension when they're still early in their career. The problem with this is, is it takes kind of two to tango. And, it, and Manny Machado saw both those deals. And Mike Trout and Evan Longoria lost out on tens of millions of dollars. Because yes, he didn't wait. Yes, but they had the security of the ten-year deal. Okay, fine. And their and their teams are in the toilet. Yeah, right. right. And that that's the and they're stuck in these long-term deals. Yeah, I saw that. I've read a tweet that uh, Manny Machado doesn't want to become the Orioles' version 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 of uh, Joe Mauer. Yeah, or Mike to the Twins. Yeah, or Mike Trout. Any of right. those, and that Trout to the Angels and Longoria. You're the, you're the one-star player. Yeah, he Machado doesn't want to be on a loser. Yeah, but. Uh, 
agreed and so that's another reason like let's see what Doriel's do the next two 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 years before he makes his decision like there's just no reason for him to even consider even sitting down for conversation about an extension until free agency though from the Orioles perspective you would like to know and hopefully Manny Machado will give you the the courtesy of hey do we have a chance to resign you right and if Manny Machado says yes you have a chance then the only option I think we all agree with this the only option is to open up the checkbook sign your name Leave it blank, hand it over to Manny, let him fill in the numbers. Right. right? That's if he wants the. Now, there is, could like maybe he doesn't want to resign, which is possible. But if he wants to resign, he's one of those special players where you give him 300. Oh, what? You don't want 300? All right, all right. 350. All right. 400. Sure. 450. What? You, you, you want to own the warehouse? You want 50% stock of the team? You want us to rename the stadium Manny Machado Stadium? All of it. We'll do it. All of it. Well, it's 24, right? Yeah, he's 24 years old. Yeah. 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 24 years old, and you think he's going to turn down $100 million? $400 million? Oh, yeah, he will. Well, not $400 million, <laughs> But that's what he can get probably in free agency. Yeah. But, like, why? Like, yeah, he'll turn it all down. I don't know. It, He'll turn it, it all down. If he's smart, unless he's an idiot, and I don't think Manny Machado's an idiot, right? despite right. his past, some of his past acts. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I'm, I'm on MLB Trade Rumors, and they've got an article here where they're quoting Dan Duquette being on the radio with Jim Duquette. So it's a lot of Duquette said, which is just confusion. Yeah. But um, what they are talking about is the Orioles have started extension talks with Chris Tillman because his contract's up at the end of this year, right? Isn't this Tillman's final year? Yes. Sounds right. So that would make sense to try to lock Tillman down. Yeah. Especially since you've gotten Tillman cheap for many, many years. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I heard our Buck Showalter said our starting pitches is going to be good because we have three pitchers in their contract years between Tillman, Miley. I mean, Tillman, Jimenez, and Miley. And Miley. Okay. Bundy's Uh, not there yet? Oh, no. He's he's a ways away. Okay. He's a ways away. Time injuries. Yeah, yeah, he's still. Yikes! Still a long way away. Uh, what'd you think about that picture circulating of uh, Machado and Bryce Harper in Yankees uniforms? Surely you saw that. Yeah, I. Was I that mean, the New York Post or something? Yeah, I mean it's Bryce Harper has talked about wanting to be a Yankee. Uh-huh. I don't think Manny Machado, as far as I know, I've ever talked about wanting to be a Yankee. But he has said his favorite guy is A Rod. Yes, and there's been sure they're boys. His favorite guy, they, number they, thirteen. There's pictures of them hanging out in the summer, A Rod and, uh, but A Rod, but but I mean A Rod, I don't think it's synonymous with the Yankees as much as, I don't know. I mean he played with Texas and Seattle too, so it's not yeah, like he's just he's purely not, a Yankee he's not guy. Cheater. Yeah, and like we joke about that. Could the Yankees really sign two four hundred million dollar guys? No, <laughs> that sounds a little can't. bit excessive. They can't do it, especially with this new uh, luxury tax. That we talked about last week as well. That means that uh, below the luxury tax, one four hundred million guy is going to be a quarter of your team budget. Yeah, and so so you got two guys. You're not going to put fifty percent of your budget into two guys. And I presume from last I heard they're going to sign a Rogers Chapman for like a hundred twenty million or I whatever. Mean, what are you just the All Star team? Yeah, that's and that's part of like baseball it doesn't have a hard cap, but they try to get these rules so you can't do that but right at some point it's ridiculous and you become just the usa basketball team against like in the 90s going against yeah, guys who have never team. played basketball yeah you can't have that that's not how it works but in fairness isn't that what the cubs and the red Sox are starting to look like right now well they're buying they're buying they're definitely they're buying uh victories 
Yeah, but well, no. Here is what the Cubs did so well, and the Red Sox are doing so well because you know the Red Sox will always be World Series or bust, World Series or bust, and and the Cubs were bad for a while. So you drafted well. You you get your Bogarts, you get your Mookie Betts, you draft well, you have those good players come up, and at the same time, then you do it. Then you spring the the big signings. You sign guys like Hanley Ramirez. You yeah. trade for a guy like Chris Sale. So it's a combination of growing your own players. Uh, going in rebuild mode, growing your players, and then being willing to spend all that money. Those are the teams that are able to make these kind of super teams because they suck for a while, can draft good players, and then also sign great players or trade for great right. players. And few teams, like the Cubs can do that. The Dodgers kind of can do that if everything goes right. Uh, the Red Sox can, can do that. The Yankees, we're seeing them go mini rebuild mode last year. We'll see Yankees in three years, it sounds like that kind of formula where they're rebuilding now, and then in two in three years when many Machado's a free agent and that's like super team mode with your young players sign with plus with free agency. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If Duquette is at these winter meetings saying we're not interested in Batista because our fans don't like him, I, do we need to tell Duquette who we like? Like that's got to be an excuse, right? <laughs> we like, like Manny Machado. Like, no, we, it's, it's we, not even an excuse. I mean, there's a lot of Oriole fans that don't like Duquette. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, Josh, and you know this because we do this freaking podcast. You could pull in this conversation, you it, could pull any quote out, put it on Twitter, and it could look a million different ways. Like, these are conversations. It could have been said, and I'm thinking it most likely was said kind of in jest as a joke. Well, we won't go after him because, and you can play your little laughing Dan Duquette button. I don't have that button anymore. <laughs> we, we, I was looking for it earlier. <laughs> like, we, we, we won't go after him because those fans don't one? like him and do that Barney Rubble laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's, it was probably a joke. So I don't take any of these. There's so many tweets out there. Right, it can't be the real reason. There was like another tweet by Dan Duquette that like he was really surprised that these outfitters were making so much money. Like I actually, that kind of sounds like Duquette. Yeah, he says I'm, that. I'm, I'm surprised. He says that every offseason. Right, I'm surprised that the amount of money these little kids want. Yeah, yeah. He always is shocked by the price tags. Um, and then I mean, if Batista's still there in February, we'll sign him for eight million dollars or whatever the league minimum is this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious uh, with the CBA. Going to effect, I've heard talk that maybe some teams will sign, be more likely to sign one-year deals because then you don't have all the restrictions. Right. Uh, or the restrictions are less next year if you come out in free agency. So if you just want to sign a one-year deal and then sign your big multi-year deal I, next year. But Batista is kind of getting yeah. too old for that nonsense. I mean, as, as a fan, I kind of like the one-year deals. Two-year deals, I, there's not many players I want to be locked in long-term. And it makes it more exciting, yeah, yeah. With the, I think the, the, the turnover. Um, I mean, I mean, it, the turnover doesn't make it more exciting, but the fact of not being stuck with guys long term. Yeah, I guess I just meant seeing players on different teams makes it kind of fun. Uh, I, I I enjoy seeing different players with, with different teams. You know what's not fun though? What's that? Buy buying a jersey and then the guy leaving right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess more for other teams than but, than, than my right. own team. But it is fun for a guy like Jimenez, where all right, I don't want him anymore, and then he's quickly gone, and you can move on. The, the the also the price tags stay lower with the short term because you're looking at what that guy can do for you immediately what he's instead of trying to project what he's doing going to do in four five six ten years yeah and and the one year deal also like you don't get stuck in bad contracts as much as you would with 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 a, with a shorter deal right yeah um the Mark Trumbo talk speaking of guys yeah. One-year deal. Now we're looking at a multi-year year deal. Um, some numbers ca- ca- came out there. Uh, uh, numbers. The numbers were all over the place. Yeah. He. What did he say? He wanted. The rumors are that he wants four years, eighty million. 
and the Orioles offered four fifty, something like that. Yeah, I think it was four and seventy, and they were offering four and fifty or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like nowhere near. Like, yeah, it really felt to me like one of those Oriole deals where Duquette can say, "Hey, we made him an offer. We tried." Well, well, there was two tweets by Bastoni, kind of close to being back to back, where the first tweet said, "Sources." I love tweets that start that. Sure. Sources, Orioles perceive they are not close in talks to Mark Trumbo and are prepared to move on to other options. Next tweet about Mark Trumbo from Bastoni. Given mutual interest between Trumbo and the Orioles, they're meeting again today to work out to try to work out the differences. So <laughs> Right. Apparently they met this morning or this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, that was nine, 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 nine hours There's ago. There's also news that the Mariners are interested in Trumbo. Rockies are interested in Trumbo. Ha, ha, Rockies. How much are you? I mean, he, he would have all. I forgot they were even a there. team. Yeah. Um, how much? How much do you give? Are you willing to offer Mark Trumbo? How much money? Yeah, I don't want to give him four years. I keep getting stuck into four years. Oh really? Yeah, I want to give him like two years. A lot of people are talking on Twitter like the Orioles are better off without Mark Trumbo, and I, I don't see that logic. Uh, here's the problem: Are you going to give resign Trumbo as your right fielder? No, one of them is DH. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what is Duquette when Duquette throws out this money? Is he ready to spend $50 million on a DH? Or is he saying, all right, my right field situation is taken care of? Yeah, I want him to be a DH and us to sign Angel Pagan or something for our, for our right fielder. But I don't want. we gotta, we got to figure that out. All right. Well, um, why don't we uh, talk about that in a minute? I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing. Then I'm made. I'm only one call away. We're now excited to be joined by Orioles minor league catcher Alex Murphy. Alex, thanks for joining Section Three Three Six again. Yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah. So, how was your? So let's start here, Alex. I haven't. We haven't talked in a while after your. Uh, Not since your, spring training. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into uh, talking about your your year at Damarva, which I want to get into. How has your off season been so far? Um, are you? I know you're 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 a local kid from Frederick. Are you in Frederick now, or where where are you, and what are you up to? Yeah, um, I've been home, uh, just hanging out with you know some family and friends, enjoying the uh, the time at home, and um, just kind of enjoying the the time with no baseball. I mean, the training never really stops, but um, just being able to you know stay at home, get some home cooked meals, and uh, Enjoy the time off is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's 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 cool. It's a good and time of year for well deserved because uh, you travel a ton when you are a baseball player. One 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 imagines as if I know. Um, <laughs> so you had a, 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 a you had a really good season um, at Del, Delmarva, and I think it, from your perspective, it's pretty cool that last year you were able to play a full season at one affiliate at the for the Delmarva Shorebirds. Um, can you talk to us about how you think your season went la- la- last year with Delmarva? Yeah, uh, I think that it was a good year, uh, especially because I didn't. There was no point during the season that I was on the DL, and uh, I think I played in 120. I think it was 24, maybe 20, 20 24 games. So wow. that was a that's a pretty big accomplishment, especially after the last two seasons of getting hurt. Um, numbers wise, you know, you could always look to do more, but um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good year and learned a lot, and uh, just kind of looking forward to next season. Well, the the numbers wise, I can say it if you if you don't want to say it, but you led the Marva Shorebirds in home runs. You 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 led them in RBI. So I would say, especially from the power perspective, you had a really good year, right? Yeah, I had a good first half. The second half struggled a little bit. Um, 
just kind of started tweaking with some things and doing trying to do a little too much at the plate, and I think that that hurt the second half. But I think overall, the overall as the year went on, it was a it was a successful year, and I showed the organization that I could, you know, put up power numbers, and uh, you know, the Orioles they like power numbers, so I think that was a good. Uh, you know, get a good foot in the door. Absolutely. Like like my advice to you, if you want to get to the majors as quickly as possible, hit as many home runs as you can, strike out as ma- as many times as you can, and, like, never get on base unless you're hitting a home run. I think that's pretty much the, the formula. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also noticed... Hit the ball hard. That's right, hit the ball hard. I also noticed la- la- last year you, you switched it up a little bit. You played about half your games at catcher and half your games at first base. Uh, what was the kind of the mindset behind that? Uh, it's just to make me, you know, more valuable and keep my bat in the lineup. Um, you know, as as you know, you get older and you develop through the minor leagues. You know, the the best thing that you can do is stay on the field, no matter you're playing catcher, first, second, outfield. You know, no matter how you can get on the field, that's I mean, that's all that really matters. And they thought, um, you know, learning first base at a playing at Delmarva, it's a little bit lower of a level, so it's they can control the innings a little bit there and. You know, it's, it never hurts to know more than one position, and that's kind of the way we saw it as the – I mean, I guess they saw it as an organization, and, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, compared to catching, it's it's not a day off, but, you know, you're not squatting, you know, a couple hundred times, and, uh, you know, you can really focus on your hitting. And because, you know, catching the bottom plate, you, know, you got to control the pitchers and control the game, and there's a lot more thinking that goes, goes into it behind the plate than there is at first. So, um you know, it's ha- I was happy um, doing 50 and 50, and I think as as my career develops, I think I'm just going to keep doing, you know, doing that and um, really learning to play for space and keep getting better behind the plate. Is there have they talked to you at all about any any other spots in the field? Like, are you catcher and only first base? Has there been any talks about you trying on uh, th- like left field or right field? Or are you just a catcher and first base kind of guy for now? Uh, as of right now, I'm just catching first base, but, um, you never know. You never know what can happen. You know, they could change their mind going to the spring training. You're like, Hey, you're playing outfield. So, uh, but as of right now, uh, catching first base. That, that's, that, that's how Ryan Flaherty stays on the team. Keep saying I can play every position. Yep. As, as long as you can show that you're, uh, you're an athlete and you can play multiple positions, you know, you can make a lot of money at the big leagues being a utility guy. Absolutely, and you and uh, we talked about how your home runs were up and your RBI totals were up. But I mean, we don't—I don't pull any punches here on the Section Three Three Six podcast. Like we talk about all the numbers, and I want to talk to you, Alex Murphy, about your uh, a number that went down this year, and that's your triples. Uh, last year you had two triples. <laughs> this year you only had one triple. What happened with what's up with that, Alex? Uh, I feel like I tend to pull the ball a lot this year, so it's a lot harder to. Uh you know, leg out a triple and, you know, the ball's in left center down the line to the left. And I don't know, you know, I probably could have stretched a couple of those doubles out <laughs> in triples, but, you know, trying to get, trying to get those doubles numbers up looks a lot better on paper. Cause, you know, if you hit, you hit too many triples, if you hit a lot of triples, then it's expected, but if you only hit one or two, you know, you know, like people think they fell down or, you know, there's some kind of, so. That, 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 I'm, I'm, that's true, and then if you get a lot of triples, you're kind of be labeled as a speed guy, and usually the speed guy is not the power hitting guy. And the Orioles aren't into speed; we're just into into hitting home runs. So I think that's that's good thinking, Alex. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a a a fellow minor league catcher. Um, I know one of your friends, Jonah Heim, uh, was was traded 
in 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 the, in the middle of the season. What was your reaction when you heard that Jonah Heim was traded? Uh, it was. I really couldn't believe it. Um, we were all kind of, you know, as the trade deadline comes down, everyone's kind of sitting by the phone and, you know, waiting waiting to see what ha- hear what happens. And I couldn't believe it. I, he's, such a, he's such a prospect. He's a good player and he's a good dude. And I just didn't think that he was going to be one of the guys to go. But, you know, they had to do what they had to do to, you know, try to make the big league team better. And um, we still keep in touch. So, um, yeah, just some of this, that's one of those things you just can't control. Um they, you know the front office guys. They, they, uh, they just try to make that big league team the best team they can be. And sometimes you're you're part of that move. So, um, just kind of goes along with playing playing the game. Yeah. And and now one less guy is in your way. Oh, stop! I was you see, Alex. I was not even going to go there, Alex. I was not going to go there. I wasn't going to go there at all. You know, he, I mean, he's one of my uh, one of my best friends. So, hey, I hate to see him go. Um, but I mean. I don't know. I, I wish he was still here. Yeah, and, and and we do too. Like we've had Jonah Heim on the show before. We like him a lot, and we hope like go, like going to Tampa Bay. We hope that he has um, this helps him in his kind of path to the majors. Uh, and so you you hope for yeah. success for him. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it might be a faster path to the big leagues for him in the race system. So absolutely, um, he doesn't have know. a guy like Chance Cisco blocking up everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, Chance is a great ball player. He, he can. He really hit the crap out of the ball, and I mean that's what he's known for. And his defense is his defense is going to get there, you know, being around those local guys, and um, I mean, he's a good ball player. Yeah, yeah, he's he 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 certainly is is a is a, a a good ball player. But again, like I was trying to kind of start a little rivalry between you and Jonah, which you guys weren't buying into at all because you guys kept on throwing out the friend card. But you, I don't think you yeah. played like you're not really friends with Chance, are you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, and his his defense isn't very good either, Alex. I think you got him on defense. Uh, I well, that's the problem. You never really see any of those guys play because you're always you know you're always still playing. So yeah, that's true. Hey, I haven't, you know, I haven't played for a while now, so you know I heard he's getting better, and that's you know that's all that matters. So you want you want the best guys in the big leagues. So yeah, the the one move that the Orioles did make a couple weeks ago is with the pitching coaches. And we've talked before right. about specifically Alan Mills. And now that he's going up into the big leagues bullpen, uh, he's a guy who you have said in the past has makes a big impact with pitchers. And I can't imagine that that's exciting for the pitchers to have him up at the, the high level. Oh, absolutely. I think he's one of the best pitch coaches we have in our system. Um, and especially with him being in the double-A the last time, maybe two or three years now, um, he, he knows those guys the best, and you know we we're young in the bullpen, and really our whole pitching staff. And you know, as the years go on, and Britton and Tillman, and when all those contracts are up, I mean, the guys that are going to take their spot are all the guys that Millsy worked with. So, you know, I think moving him deep to the bullpen really is going to be a, nothing but success. And you could be happier for for him to get that uh the job improvement. Um, Alex, yeah, we're excited for him too. Alex, I I think we had this conversation before. But now that we have like an opening at catcher, because presumably Matt Wieters will probably be leaving, there's been a lot of talk with the next guy we sign, whether it's Hunley or whoever we signed to, to replace him in the majors, um, about pitch framing and like how good of a pitch framer. And Caleb Joseph, he's a better f- pitch framer apparently than Matt Wieters. Um, for you, like pitch framing, is that something that that's taught and coached? And um, how important do you think pitch framing is? Um, to be a, a major league catcher. 
Well, if let's put it this way, if our catching coordinator heard you say pitch framing, he'd be furious that I'm even talking to you guys. Uh, <laughs> Why? Receiving, because it's called receiving, and oh. that is the biggest part of with also calling a game. Receiving and presenting the ball to the umpire is probably the most important job. Oh, so, catcher. so you receiving and making it look like a strike. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I like that. But not trying to. You, and you don't want to show the umpire up. You know, if you get like if you catch a pitch and you move around too much and you try to make it look like a strike when it's really a ball. You know, they can the umpires can kind of hold that against you. So, you know, receiving balls is 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 an incredible skill and. Once you can master that, and as you get older and as you get to know the staff, it gets a lot easier. So I think that's why Caleb and Matt are so good with the guys in the big leagues. Is I mean they they've played with them for years now, so they that's knew they know exactly what they're going to throw, like which way it's going to go, if they're going to cut or sink or you know curveballs or changeups. Um, but knowing knowing the guys is definitely a big part of receiving and. Um, that's why I think maybe Hundley would be a good move because he's he was with the Orioles for a little bit and he knows some of the guys. So I think he and he hits for power too. So I think he could be a guy that could fit the fit the you know spot pretty well. Well, I listen. I apologize for for showing my ignorance and caught pitch framing. I for now on will refer to it as receiving. But I tell you what, catching the ball and like making it and trying to trying to have it called a strike that sounds a lot like pitch framing to me i'm just saying but if you if we want to call it receiving fine we can call it re- Give you receiving the, the ball technical yeah yeah <laughs> all right it just makes it sound better i i agree it makes it sound better like you're not trying to cheat or anything with framing it to for something that's not really is yeah. you're just receiving it in a way that makes it appear to be a strike sure i got you alex <laughs> um alex if we can get out of uh specifically the Orioles for for a minute i know you're a big caps fan and I yep. and I have mad respect for you as a, as a Caps fan, because what every year it's just a matter of if they're going to lose in the first or second round of the playoffs, right? Like, how, how does that how does that work for you as a as a Caps fan, knowing like they're going to have a good regular season and knowing they're going to be great every year, but knowing this movie ends the same way every time does doesn't that get old after a while, Alex? Getting old is a bad term. <laughs> you can't ever give up on the team, and we're always going to be good. And you know, there's last year we caught a couple bad breaks, and defense yeah. kind of fell apart a little bit. Couldn't yeah. score goals, but you know, it's going to be all right because we're going to keep scoring goals, and we're going to keep playing good defense. And I think we had a good start to the season so far. Um, I know a couple guys are hurt right now, so they're playing. You know, they're playing not mediocre hockey. I mean, they're playing okay right now, but they have a couple guys hurt, and you know they're going to make a you know run for the playoffs, and you never know. All it takes is you know one guy to, one guy to screw up on the other team, and you're up on nothing, and you know that all it takes with Holpe and goal. So, you know, I don't know. I, I see a good a bright side to this season, so I think we're winning all. Yeah, yeah, good. You sound like a true Caps fan in denial. Good, I, I like to hear that. Uh, that's what sports fans, the way sports fans should be. But it's true. Like once you get in the playoffs, you just got to get in the show, and everything and anything can happen. Um, this past year, going back to baseball with the Cubs, uh, what was kind of your reaction to watching the World Series play out? Uh, really, kind of an awesome World Series between the Indians and the Cubs. What What was your reaction to it? I think that was one of the better World Series I've ever watched. Yeah, like, I agree. The whole series and. General in Game Seven was one of the baseball game, one of the best baseball games I've seen in a long time. Sure. Um, I mean, it was just a dogfight throughout the entire series, and I mean, 
when you want to talk about the World Series, you think you want the two best teams, and I think those were two two of the best teams. And I was happy for the Cubs because they're they're really young, and I mean those guys are going to be the big leagues for a really long time. Yeah, and they're also like Paul because he's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was. What, what what were your thoughts? We're just kind of. I'm just throwing all kinds of questions out of here. What are your <laughs> thoughts? I got your thoughts on this because I asked this. I just meet someone in the street. I asked him this question. Uh, Buck Showalter against the Blue Jays puts in a bottle Jimenez instead of Zach instead Britton. of Zach Britton. What was your reaction to to Buck Showalter <laughs> not putting in the best pitcher in all of baseball in a one game playoff? I I think you played it right. Um, I thought Ubaldo was playing well. I think he was pitching well the last you know couple of weeks, and it comes down to well, say you score a run, and you already pitch. Say the say the ball game keeps going, you ball the goods out of it, yeah. and we score we score a run, and then you have Britain to come in. But if you use Britain instead of Ubaldo, you know Britain's gonna. I mean, he's gonna pitch what two three innings until he gets tired. Yeah. And say we don't score, then then you're really in trouble because then say. You, Britain comes out of the game, you score a run, and then you're going to put Ubaldo in, you know, to try to close out the game. I think you have to keep your best pitcher in the pen, and hopefully, I mean, you live and die by the home run. And we couldn't score a run, and I think that's what, you know, that's what hurt us. I, yeah. I think I think you played it right. I think you have to do it that way. Well, that's 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 the real company response there, Alex. Did did <laughs> At the end of the season, did Buck Showalter send all the minor leaguers, like, notes? Here's how you respond to this question of why didn't I put in Zach Britton? No, they didn't say anything, but you know, as <laughs> you guys know, you guys want to, you want to keep your best pitcher in the pen. I mean, that's why they're closers. You want them in the pen for when you're winning the game, and you want to close it out. So it was pretty clear that no one was really scoring and and putting up any runs or any hits, really. And you know, the game was going to go either way. Yeah. And, uh, right. I, I, maybe we can play. Maybe we can play the situa- situation out a little bit different. You know, maybe load the bases and then bring Britain in. You know, try to get a ground ball, but I think you have to leave. I think you have to bring Ubaldo in to start, and hopefully he, uh, you know, he get it going. Well, hi- hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I, we should have let this go a long time ago. But it's still haunting us. It's just it's if, if weird it was, that the best pitcher on your team, and arguably in all of baseball, didn't pitch in your one. I like I understand the logic of it. It's just weird that he didn't pitch. It's and it's a tough. It's a tough thing because say. Say the world, say you bought it, gets out of it. Say we score a run, and Zach Britton closes the game. Buck Showalter will go down as one of the best managers of all postseason yeah, by doing that. Yeah, that's how it works. And yeah. no, and one person would say anything except maybe he's crazy, and I don't know if that's going to be it. But I think you played it right, and you know, if, I think the, if the game, if you bought it, gets out of it, and the game goes a little bit different, he looks like a genius. So, yeah, that's that's the beauty and kind of hardship of the sport. Um, is yep. uh can we, before we let you go, um, would you like to make any uh, off season predictions for the Orioles? Who you think they're going to sign? Any or, any predictions how, out there? Do you even pay much attention to the winter meetings, or do you kind of just try to just yeah, avoid I, it? I've been trying, I think I've been tr- I've been trying to follow a little bit. I think the sale deal was that was huge, and the Red Sox gave up a lot for him. Yeah, they did. Um, but I think I think if I had to guess, I say we either sign weeders you know, out of like a miracle sign or we're going to take Hundley. Um, pitching wise, I have no idea. I, I couldn't even, I'm trying to follow, but you know, all the, all the top guys that you see are uh, going pretty quick. Yeah. There's, there's really no other top guys. <laughs> there's, there's uh, yeah. Our, 
there, there's no other top pitchers out there where our pitchers kind of we are who we are. Now you're you're not that far. You're not that far from National Harbor. Are. Have you thought of uh, going down there and just walking around, shaking some hands, introducing yourselves to all the other teams? Yeah. Uh, well, my, I know my agents. My agents out there, and he. Uh, and I'm waiting for a text or call from him to you know, try to figure out a schedule and get to get a minute. Or, you know, not a minute, but you know, maybe an hour or two. Where he's not running around like crazy, so. Um, you know, it's a crazy, crazy time for them. But I know once he frees up, he's going to shoot me a text and we'll probably get lunch or dinner or something one of the days when they're here. So it'll be pretty cool to check out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I read this somewhere that next year, not this year, but next year, you'll be el- el- eligible for the Rule 5 draft um, if they don't put yep, you on the that, 45, on the 40-man roster. Yep, that that's the uh, the goal is to have the, you know, the best season of my career so far, so you kind of force the hand to make them protect you. And if they don't want to protect you, then you know, hopefully someone else will. So Yeah, that's the cool position. It's like a win-win, right? Like either protect you or hopefully another team will pick you up so you can get a get a shot. It's a win-win if you have a good season. If you don't right. have a very good season, then it's then you're screwed. Do you do you have any uh but, do you have any insight into where you'll be playing next year? Do you expect to start back out Del Delmarva or do you think you'll start somewhere else next year? Um there's nothing guaranteed yet, but if I had to take the numbers from last year and, you know, Jonah leaving, I would, I would guess Frederick, but, you know, nothing certain, nothing certain. And, you know, you can't put it, put anything into on paper or words or anything. Cause you know, you gotta go through spring training and, you know, they make decision off that. So, but, you know, hopefully if I had to guess, I'd, I'd hopefully say Frederick. Yeah. Surely your family would appreciate that, right? No, yeah. I'd be able to live at home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You sleep in your own bed after the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that's the only reason he wants to play at Frederick. Of yeah, course. That, that's it. That's it. He'll get the call to go to Bowie. He said, no, thanks, Bowie. I'm staying at Frederick. I want to sleep in my own bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Alex, we appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us here on Section 336. Yeah, not a problem. And best of luck this offseason, and we'll be, we'll be following your career, man. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day Superman got nothing on me I'm only one call away I was waiting for your line of questioning just to get outrageous. Like, <laughs> Alex, what'd you think about uh, the Walking Dead premiere? <laughs> Alex, what'd you think? Uh, have you seen the yeah. new Disney movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know all his business like that, but I should have uh, done some more. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to get into another line of questions. I just remembered. Call him back. That you uh, brought up. Right. Is lack of he doesn't have like usually when we have guests on, I go as one does to the Wikipedia page. Mm. Alex Murphy doesn't have a Wikipedia page yet. There's some basketball player named Alex Murphy. Mm. Oh, there's also a figure skater who played at Duke. That, that's him. He's also no, he's the catch the guy. Orioles. <laughs> he also figure skates. Sure. But he played like a Duke for like one season and played in four games, and that's it. But he somehow has his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, and that was in like 2003. It's weird. Well, you, you know, the but at fa- what you know point? The famous Alex Murphy. Uh, from Terminator. It's Robocop. Oh, Robocop. Robocop. That's oh, Robocop. Yeah. 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 Um, but but at what stage in your career do you get your own Wikipedia page? I, I think someone's got to create it for you. Right, but at what stage do you kind of become popular uh, enough to have? I'm sure Jacob Rock could create a I Matt mean, Soroka. If- uh, Wikipedia page if you want your own. No, I don't want my own. I don't deserve my own. But like every major leaguer has a Wikipedia page. 
But I would yeah, say yeah. most minor league or most like AAA guys, right, would have their own Wikipedia page, oh, or maybe not. Yeah, I don't think so. What's weird uh, is Alex Murphy, the a basketball player. Yeah. Not only does he have his own Wikipedia page, so does his brother and his father. Yeah, they must have just made their own. It's gotta right? be. They must have made be. their own. Sure. Yeah. I'll make my own page. What do I care? Alex Murphy, you're the Orioles' starting catcher in the year 2020. Somebody Unless, said uh, about. he gets rule five, and then he could be like with Milwaukee or something. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully the Orioles. Hopefully he's know. good enough to right. need to be protected. Yeah, yeah sure. that's what we're rooting for. He's good enough to need to be protected. Yeah, I saw. Uh, is it when's the Rule Five draft? It must be Thursday, Friday. Uh, it's this it's, week. It's this week. Yeah. So we'll know the Orioles will make at least one move. One would imagine. Oh uh, boy! I think I saw Yastrzemski. Oh wasn't oh protected, right? I don't know. Mike Yastrzemski. Yes. Okay. Uh, is that the first time that Burt's made a comment during a interview? No. No, he's chimed okay. in before. I chime right. in sometimes. He chimes in sometimes with some zany questioning. Was, for for a while there, I thought Bumbles was still still with us. <laughs> Bumbles is out front in the rain. Shows how you uh, treat your co-hosts. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, what happens. They didn't say you use it one week, and we kick you out in the rain. You either participate with the show, or you stand outside for the next week's show. I don't care if it's freezing rain out there. That's right. Um, can 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 we get into uh, a little Ravens talk? Sure. Uh-huh, I see. The Ravens just dominate the Dolphins. And now you're back on the bandwagon. I'm Welcome back. Showing up with your Ray Lewis jersey. My Ray Lewis. <laughs> right, right. I, see I was going to throw on the, the Orioles t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the Chris Sale news. I didn't feel like it anymore. So I said, put that back in yeah, the closet. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to think about this. And I put on the old Ray Lewis jersey um, in honor of our dominant defense. And how about Joe Flacco? I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. He did it really to a certain extent with that great arm of his. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Huge. Huge. Uh, I didn't watch it. Oh, really? I listened to it on the radio, though. I watched every snap, even of the blood, every single snap. Yeah. I loved it. It was a great game. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know what impressed me the most about that game? I mean... The Ravens played great, Paul, and there's some rookies on the Ravens that I really like. Yeah, but Jay Ajaya, Jay Ajayi, yeah, that guy is he breaks awesome. Tackles. He breaks tackles. He gets most of his yards. Way different than when we played the Cowboys a few weeks ago with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, he gets runs because they got a really good line that busts through. Yeah, and he'll hit somebody and kind of fall forward. He does right. that kind of Evan right. Smith exactly. fall forward. J.J. doesn't need a line. That line could be wide open and he's still getting yards. The line was terrible. He yeah. should have had negative 10 yards for the yeah, game. I don't know what was, his total he was. He was breaking tackles left and right. He was impressive. Yeah, he's a good running back. He broke more tackles, I think, then. And he it's true. He, has the, he leads the league in yards after contact. Huh. Little right. stat. Yeah. Yak. I know you guys haven't watched much Ravens this year. I don't know why you throw me into Burt's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've never gone to Costco during uh, a Ravens game. I can't wait like to tell you guys here. what I'm doing on Monday night <laughs> and right. not watching the Ravens game. The biggest game of the year, and you, of course you got something else going on. But is, I'll tell you later. Is Tavon Young the best rookie cornerback this year? I mean, he's having an outstanding year for he's the good. Ravens. He's good. Yeah, he's good, uh, which helps. Uh, yeah, he was kind of a... I we thought he would only be and well he's gonna be testing the slot on Monday, but he's only gonna be like a slot playing against the smaller guys. But he's shown he can he can line up against anybody. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, you, you, you like Bryant. him. Um, well, that's why you have Jimmy Smith. If Jimmy Smith could stay healthy, yeah, it was nice to have him back this week. Yeah, I was impressed with talking about most impressed Web Webb's interception. Oh, that that was awesome. That was one of the best plays I've best interceptions I've seen in many years. People made the comparison very appropriate to Ed Reed, uh, yes. Ed Reed like play. 
Yeah. Or, now, Ed yeah. Reed would do that every week. Webb does that every once every three years. But, but the, still, that was... Yes. It was a... Yes. And then they did a shot to Webb on the bench after the interception. The big old beard. Kind of a little bit looked like Ed Reed a little bit. See, I was I was reminded of the Ray Lewis uh, <laughs> stripping the ball right out of Eddie George's hands. Oh, classic. And that, I was reminded of that play because the ball... It was a it was a touchdown. The guy had it in his arms, and he came it. out of nowhere. It, yeah, and like he flew into the screen. Yeah, he, well, he he knew that route. He tracked that ball all the way, and it didn't matter if a guy got in the way or whatever. He yeah. was getting that ball. It was impressive. And Webb's taken his fair share of bad routes, but this was a great you know route right to the football. How come they don't have you know in baseball they have the what what do you call that where they track the speed the, and the um, angle pitch effects? No, that's pitching stat uh, track. Stat, yeah, stat track. No, they introduced the, science. Yeah, they introduced the the science thing, uh, like the speed of, of the bat. It would be cool to see that with the overhead and see the speed of Webb going uh, to that. Uh, are you trying to look up what it is? If he took no, the fastest to, possible to, route to the uh, ball. Yeah, um, I've got some 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 some, some chat. Is it Statcast? Is that not a thing? Statcast is a thing, but that's not it. That's not. Yeah, okay, I think got, that's like my fantasy football thing. We got some people in the comments. I've been ignoring. We do this every week. We ignore some of the comments section every week. That's what yeah. I do. Then we I go Char- and like everyone afterwards. Yeah. We, have, we have Charlie Burr says he's making his own Wikipedia page now. Right now, well, I think the point was you're supposed to make one for section three three section three six. But yeah, whatever, yeah. you can make your own. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't care. As long as in your own Wikipedia, you put listener of section 336. And then start that next page. So can I tell you what I'm doing Monday night? All right, let's <laughs> I'm already I'm already annoyed. Oh, I'm I want to get back to who impressed me most cuz it wasn't Webb, Josh just jumped right in there. Matt Judon? Oh, just, Matt Judon impresses quick, me too. The guy impressed me the most. Let's hear it. Rashard Perryman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He right. took that catch. Yeah. And I thought, "Okay, that's a nice catch." And he just started outrunning everybody. Yeah, I didn't, he, he I didn't know he was the, that uh, fast. I didn't know he was that fast either. Hit the nitro. He did. That was like Mike Wallace type speed. We haven't got to see that yet this year. That was impressive. Yeah. Give me those crossing route routes with with Perryman and Wallace all day, man. Sure. And just have them outrun people. That was impressive. Obviously, Pitt had a huge game. Uh, he leading the team in catches. But yeah, this yeah. Is the first time he finally got an end zone. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Yeah. And it, he fumbled, but still. It's true. It would have been a shutout for one first fumble. They they were killing the uh, the Dolphins right up the middle of the linebackers. And people complained about, like, the plank calling. Where's the running game? Which, I get it. We always complain about the lack of running but game. They ran nine nine times? I think they ran a bunch at the end. When it, But, yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, like, if passing, you only run to try to balance your offense so your kind of pass game right. and your offense is better. So if you don't have to but run. But if your pass works every single time, like, why stop until they can beat it? All right, Bert. Know. It was a fun game. Yeah, Bert. Bert. I, Monday night. Oh, Here we Monday go. night. Yeah. I am taking uh, my, my seven-year-old daughter to see the Lady Terps play against Loyola Women's NCAA basketball game. <laughs> that, that, that's the a regular season. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Not even a conference game, pre-conference wait, game. Wait, wait, is it in playing played in Baltimore? Or are you going down to College Park? No, it's at Loyola. So right, Loyola is the home team. Now the, the Lady Terps are the number five uh, women's team in the nation. Yeah, and I can't knock the 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 father daughter experience. Sure, she plays basketball, so it's being organized through her Kingsville Basketball League. Okay, and they say they're going to let the girls play on the court at halftime. They're going to let them be down on the field when the lady, uh, what are they, the uh, Loyola Dons, right? That's the Loyola mascot. I thought they were the Greyhounds. 
Yeah, but I think it's called the Dons. The Dons. So somebody in the uh, chat room look that up. The Dons. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know the Greyhounds. I don't. The Greyhounds, but the yeah. Dons sound like a cool little nickname for the Greyhounds. I don't know. Anyways, though, they're going to help introduce the the home team starting lineup stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So, I don't know. I figured it was better than watching the Ravens lose the Patriots. Is the game televised? <laughs> I doubt it. Are you serious? <laughs> What's it going to be on? Like Comcast Sportsnet? <laughs> I thought they showed all sporting events, at least on the Big Ten Network, at least on the website. Yeah, they might. It might be broadcast on the internet somewhere. But. I bet it's on the Big Ten Network uh, on on their website. So I can't wait. So next Tuesday night, I'll give you guys a report. Instead of recapping the Ravens-Patriots game, I'll help you guys. We'll recap the uh, Lady Terps Loyola basketball well, game. That, that's what the people want to hear, so that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. ML, yeah. MLB does have something called StatCast. I feel like the re- video no, replays are called something different. But no, I think it's StatCast. StatCast is what measures home run distance, exit velocity, fastest pitches, stuff like that. Does it measure like people's speed when they run? Yeah, 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 all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what it's called. Stat yeah, cast. how come they don't have that in the NFL? They Thro- should. Like throws because and also catches and angle safeties take. Because baseball did something really cool many years ago, and it's paying off this past year. We've seen it in little bursts, but especially this past year we saw a lot of it. Two years ago, it affected podcasts, and that is the MLB Advanced Media Group. And that group is the group that came up with all that stuff and said, let's get baseball into this new century with stats and all these cool video overlays. They brought back the RBI baseball game. They shut down all the baseball podcasts. They started their own podcast. Um, and that stat cast is from that group. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the NHL, the NHL saw what Major League Baseball was doing. Yeah. And they hired MLB Advanced Media to do NHL games. Right. So NHL now has that as well. Hopefully one day it'll come to football. And meanwhile, the NFL is spending all their resources going to London. Yeah, well, you know what? It's It's got to be scary for the NFL because at what point do we have stat cast and, like, impact on the head? And, and, and showing on TV how hard that guy hit, got hit in the head. At what point his eyes rolled back. I mean, you, they've got, the NFL's got a lot of concerns right now with safety, that they got to balance how much is too much and how much is showing too much. That's you, true. You, you can get some pretty high. cool, like, velocity, how too fast, especially on the kickoffs and guys are running right. full speed at each other. You get some pretty cool cool which, stats there. Yeah, which but also will show how The NFL probably has crazy those stats, but it's kind of crazy to release that because you know the first time you're going to see a play like that with Webb and they're going to show Webb running at, I don't know, 30 miles an hour? Is that a human speed? I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't so know. Like one guy going at one speed. speed yeah, I think like 20. Collision, and then they're going to show, well, look, here's what happens if two cars hit at that speed. Yeah, but how cool would it be to see how fast Perriman's running compared to those other defenders? Because he's running out, running it'd be, out. It'd be great. I think it'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. By the way, the Loyola Dons is the uh, the boys' uh, college prep high school. Loyola Blakefield. Okay. So that's how I was getting mixed up. I knew it was the Greyhounds, but whatever. Okay. Just since the interns, I'm, I'm, here. A, I'm assuming. Well, you could have ran with it, and no one would have known. Anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, we're talking about the women's Loyola. Yeah. Basketball I, th- I think you'll be the only dad on that trip. No, no, I think it's uh, dads. It's all. You don't think the rest of the dads are going to be home watching the Ravens game? Oh yeah, I forgot there's a Ravens game. You know, there's something. There's something pretty big in Baltimore. That's that kind night. of a big deal. What what time? Why to watch them lose to the Patriots? I, but it's always it's usually kind of a big. It's a, it's a good game. I'm expecting a good first half, and yeah. then in the second half we'll probably lose by well, the two game, or three touchdowns. Well, the game doesn't start till eight thirty. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be home before halftime. Oh, that's right. true. All right, you'll be all right. Yeah, but 
but you might the miss second them. half is when the Ravens are gonna get blown out. Now what's interesting? <laughs> is, so See, the, the Ravens right now are, are ten are ten point underdogs. Are they ten point underdogs? Ten point underdogs. That's a huge number. Yeah. Now yeah. the thing that the Ravens have That's going hilarious. for them is the Ravens have finally gotten healthy. And the Ravens feel like they're hitting their stride a little bit. But you can't make a logical argument that we have a chance to beat them. I'm saying we have a chance because on the other side, the Patriots lost Gronk. And that's a big loss for the, for the Patriots. Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm telling you there's a chance. I'm not, I wouldn't bet money on it, but actually I might with a 10-point spread, I might bet some money because I don't think the game's going to be that, that wide. The Ravens haven't lost a game that wide all year. I don't see it coming even with the Patriots. The Patriots blow a lot of people, though. We got pretty good defense, though. Yeah. By the way, uh, since the intern's not here, too, a new study suggests that humans could run up to 40 miles an hour. Oh, really? But the uh, world's fastest runner, Usain Bolt, has been clocked at nearly 28 miles per hour. Okay. So I don't know what the study says. Where's the other human that can tack on another 12 miles per hour on top of Usain Bolt? I don't know. Yeah. And the fastest player in baseball, which most people think, is, is Billy Hamilton. Who I think is also actually also a free agent Orioles, um, and he's sure, a guy who can't get on base or do anything but run bases and play great center field. All right, put me in coach, uh, and he runs twenty two miles per hour. All right, that's pretty the, good for the, a baseball player. Which is according to Statcast is just blistering. When the, <laughs> the Patriots played the Browns, how how big of a blowout do you think that game would was? Okay. I'm going to guess not very. 20, 20 points. When, Still kind of a blowout. And, and when did they play? Beginning of the season. Who was their quarterback? Probably not even Tom Brady. Oh, it was Tom Brady? All right, fine. You they got get... blown out with a non-Tom Brady? Get fine, out of here. Fine. You want to go uh, last week? The Rams put up 10, lost 10-26. Yeah. Jets. Blowout. The Jets went 22-17. Divisional game. Throw, all right. throw all the records out. Seahawks, 31-24. Yeah. Beat the Patriots. Okay, Seahawks are one of the best teams in football. <laughs> they're, they're not. The Seahawks are one of the most overrated teams. Did, in did, football. Didn't they just beat a team like forty to they're six? They're leading their division. They're what, in first place. They're going to the they playoffs. They just beat a team by like thirty points. They, and they they got off to a slow start, but they're one of the best teams in baseball. Get out of here with Bills forty one twenty five, Steelers twenty seven sixteen, Bengals seventeen thirty five, Browns thirty three seventeen. Every other divisional got got to get the Patriots in the first three weeks. Get him out of the way with the uh, non-Brady quarterback. Yeah, that was pretty smooth. Nice for them. This just in, Mariners in serious talks with Mark Trumbo. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Josh brought that up. Yeah, we mentioned that in the first five uh, minutes I of the show. I don't pay attention much to this, what you guys say. I mean, I, c- I could predict that because that's what the Mariners do is they fleece the Orioles one-year power hitters. Yeah, it worked the, well for Cruz. It's the Nelson Cruz route. But the, the, the uh, loophole here is that they essentially gave him to us last year for virtually nothing, yeah. and now they're going to give him big money just to get him right back when they could have just kept him yeah. to begin with. It's like that that girlfriend that you break up with. Mm-hmm. Then he, she goes ahead and dates someone really hot, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, man, I forgot how hot she was. <laughs> then they break up, and you want to date her again after you broke up with her initially. I, right? know. I think it's more like she lost a bunch of weight and hit a bunch of home runs. Yeah, I guess that's true. Became a, she became a whole lot more attractive for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't think weight is associ- uh, is directly connected to beauty. That's just my personal opinion. No, Josh. I'm, I'm just going with <laughs> but, the simple one. Just going with the simple one. Uh, but but yeah. So 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 good for them. So to, you, to so sign. you don't think this game's going to be close? No, I think we'll lose probably by two touchdowns. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. But anything can happen. It's football. Sure. But I think they're the best team in the NFL. 
or one of the best teams. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah. They're up they're, there with the with the Cowboys. In this week's rankings, they're number two. Cowboys yeah. are number one. Patriots are right. number two. Yeah. Um You know who number seven is? Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Squeaked in the top ten. So even though they're terrible. Is it a big game though as far as the rest of the season? Because it's, it's a huge, it's a huge st- game with the rest of the season. Oh, I don't think it is though. Sure it is. What you when you when we play the Steelers in on Christmas Day, yeah. you want to be tied with the Steelers at that point. But even a game behind, right? And we win, we're in. Yeah. Well, yeah. So as long as we're a game, so we want to be a game behind going into the game. Do you really want it to come down to that game? Yes, I do. I think it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. I kind of do. But even if you're tied, it's still coming down to that game. Okay, good. Then might as well be down by one, same as tied. The problem you're is, making my point. The problem is that. The What's Steelers the have an easy schedule. Okay, and our schedule is easy too. After outside of the, uh, Steelers, the Patriots, Steelers play the Eagles. And so do we. All right. Steelers play the Ravens. So do we. Well, I mean, we play them <laughs> in a manner of speaking. <laughs> Steelers play the Browns. Uh, we play the Bengals. Same thing. Bengals. And Steelers play. That's it, right? Oh, and one more because you play be the one more. Patriots. Should be one more on here. The Bills. Okay. So they're going to win all those games. They're going to win out, and we're going to lose one. It's all coming down to Christmas Day. Yeah, that and that's how it should be. Mer- Merry Christmas, except Happy freaking New Year. Yeah. Do you really want it to come down to your tide and based on uh, strength of schedule? Yeah, I kind of do. Well, I don't know how. Stick about, it to the Steeler fans. Do we still have strength of schedule if? It doesn't matter. We if we beat them and we're tied and we beat them two times heads up, we're in. Yeah. Yes. But if we lose to them, we won't lose though. <laughs> okay. All right. And if we lose, we don't deserve to go to the playoffs. I want that to be at all. That's the one game playoff system right there. I, when you're in, I, like I don't that. want it to come down to week 17 when we play Cincinnati no, and no. we have to win to get in the playoffs because we've been in that boat before and we lose a game. All we have to do is we beat the Bengals the final game of the season. We can't do it. Yeah, that's true. I already told Gigi. I said, Gigi, I know Christmas Day is weird, but your family has to kind of be out by 4 o'clock because we've got this big Ravens game that we're all going to need to watch. Oh, it's a 4 o'clock game? It's a 4.30 game, I think. Could oh, really? Could be flexed, too? It could be flexed. Let's hope for it. I'd like to see a flexed. I'd like it to be late on Christmas Day. Are there no 1 o'clock games? Uh, Why is it not a 1 o'clock game? Maybe because it's a big game. I don't know. I, I can look up the Christmas NFL schedule. Are there games at 1 o'clock on Christmas? I can tell you in one minute. Is it weird to have Christmas on a Sunday? It happens, it happens every, once every six years. Six years? Is that right? Maybe five, something like that. I don't care for Christmas on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, you Personally. know what? Thanks for, for sharing. No. I thought you were going to say, I, I don't care for Christmas. No, well, this, I don't care this for Christmas fun. either. I, you know what? I don't think it can be flexed. No, because it's, it's Christmas? Because everyone plays... Because Santa's schedule can't be flexed. Oh, that's right. That's all, right. All the game, one and four o'clock games are on Saturday. There's the no 24th. Sunday games? On Sunday, There's the like Ravens Steelers play at 4.30 and the Broncos Chiefs play at 8.30. Really? So 4.30 is a is a, is a a national game. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it won't be flexed. No. All right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I feel like the last time Christmas was on a Sunday, they played all the NFL games on the Saturday before except for yeah, a few sense. key games. That's what they do. And, I mean, even Broncos-Chiefs is a pretty big game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's going to be fun, but I don't want to have a crappy Christmas knowing that, all right, the Ravens season's over. Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, honestly, I'm saying the 
Patriots are getting blown out, and and we know how, what we're we know how to do this, sports fans. It's called lowering expectations, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like in right. my mind, we're playing with house money here. You're we can wa- still, even if we lose, if we went out, we're gonna be fine to make the playoffs. That's true. I mean, I've been following this whole season with lowered expectations. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're a little bit too low. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're like right. not turning on the game low. How many times I'm have I said we stink? I don't. I don't <laughs> this one right. podcast. Don't, we're don't. gonna be in the freaking conference championship. You're gonna talk how much we stink and how you won't yeah. watch the game. We have no lose. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think, you've, don't think you've watched three hours of Ravens football this year. I did. I watched the first three games. Actually, I watched the fourth game, and then that's when we lost, and I started to lose my pool. And you, and you went to a game recently, right? Oh, don't. I went to the Dolphins game. Yeah, yeah. That, no, wait, no. no. The game before that. Which one was that? Bengals? The Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. A little cloudy. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and he, he leaves. He leaves. That Remember, that game was real tight at the end. He left early. I did leave early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We went in late, too. <laughs> Thank you, Be More Around Town. They throw a great tailgate party, by the way. <laughs> Maybe a little too good, if you yeah, know what I'm saying. It was great, great food. We got there at 9 a.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> got our money's worth. <laughs> and got to the stadium late. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We missed the first couple minutes. Yeah. It's a good time. That's funny. All right. Got to get out of here. I got to yeah. get out of here so I can go refresh my Twitter feed at home by myself. <laughs> Sit at home. Refresh. Refresh. New tweets. New tweets. Yeah. Next week, we should actually have something to talk about. Winter meetings will be over. We'll talk about the new Rule 5 so guy. So we'll talk about the new Rule 5 Has guy. stats on him. And the Ravens-Patriots game will be done, so we'll be talking about that. And the uh, Loyola-Maryland Lady Terps game will be done. I can talk about that. Chances are we'll sign anybody between now and uh, what's the next your time def- we meet. What's your definition of anybody? Zippy. A-, a major leaguer. Anybody you've heard of. Even if you didn't hear him, a guy projected to be on the major league team. Anybody uh, with a bigger name than Nick Hunley. Oh. oh, see, Nick Hundley's probably the guy. Uh, the, probably the guy. I, I would say Nick Hundley doesn't even count. If if they sign Nick Hundley between now and next Tuesday, that doesn't even count as worthy to talk if about. If they sign Nick Hundley, it means they are expecting Francisco by June, July. I'm okay with if they sign Nick Hundley, we never mention his name on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the catcher. To approach it. That blonde uh, guy <laughs> who catches. It, that's not even worth Nick, our mentioning on the show. I like right. that. Even that's not clear because I guess you could call uh, Caleb Joseph a blonde guy. Now we can just go with the catcher. We go with the the blonde guy with uh, Caleb Joseph. Two what? boys or the blonde guy with one boy. <laughs> For the record, I think he has two boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of talking about actual children. Uh, some people refer to them as their children. <laughs> their children producers. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Write us a a five-star review. Five-star review. We would really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Facebook where we're live almost every Tuesday at 7.30. I would say every Tuesday, but there was that thing with Josh last week, so now I got to go say every, almost every Tuesday. One time I had to move it. One time. Yeah. And we'll all be here every Tuesday. Next Tuesday. (laughs) Usually we'll all be here. I got to say, usually we'll all be here because sometimes we're all not here because last week Bert wasn't here. Well, it was Thursday. Okay. I'm here on Tuesdays. All right. Well, we'll be Until here. we change that. What, Until we spring? change that. Yeah, yeah. In January when January, I start my new class. Fair enough. Hey, you, uh, you guys know uh, I found today on my phone we did car talk videos at spring training that we never released. Yeah. So last at, spring training? Yeah, at this past. Uh, last March. March. Okay. So I'm going to have a way that we're going to release them uh, before Christmas. Just got to edit them up. Merry Christmas. Stay tuned for that, boys and girls. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert at Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens and go O's. Section 336 is an affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.